so let's jump back to the, so that you guys are leaving the, the halfling camp. You're saying your your long goodbyes to Benji. I assume they forced a sheep on you. you. You guys have a oh. sheep now. We're not Welsh. It was part of your payment and your reward for you can you can sell it when you get to vigil for a high price. Yeah, it was they made a point of saying it was a a fine sheep. Yeah, so you'll get you'll get some gold for it when you get to vigil. So you just tie it to your horse and you'll just drag it along with you. What else did I promise you for rewards? Not much, right? No, I don't think so. So yeah, so they they give you some some like food and stuff. They they try compensating you as best they can, but like they're all they're farmers, they're herders, they don't have a ton of money. Maybe you like they they give you each like a nice blanket or or scarf or something that they weaved. You're well on your way to to vigil. Every day you come across more and more travelers on the, along the road. You see, it's getting busier. There's lots of people traveling to vigil at this point. So every night when you guys stop, you might be like in a camp with other other people all camping together for safety. And every night Kierkegaard is healing you the, from the damage from that the the purple the violet fungus. More like. Like a violent fungus. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about anything before you hit Vigil? I have a quick question. Yeah. I just have coin with spider and female elf. What does that mean? When you guys found that dark dwarf body, there's one gold coin. On one side was a spider etched in it. The other side was a, was a woman and it's a drow. So that's, you've had that coin. So, and then like you have his, the, the head of his hammer because the, the handle disintegrated. You have a shield, I believe. I think hel- maybe a helmet too. His chainmail was too wrecked by the veggie pygmies to to salvage, but and that's all you found of this dwarf. I was going to say it was a dwarf, but you just kind of let slip. Did you mean to let us know it was a Durgar? I would. I would assume you guys would, would have, like assumed that based off of the location and the coin, and like you guys might not one hundred percent know that, but maybe if you get people to check out that warhammer head or his, his his equipment that you did take you might be able to get that figured out for sure so that's, that's the thing you guys can follow up and vigil if you want okay yeah because mm-hmm. i if it i i personally as as the the dumbass wouldn't have any way to like knowledge local that but i'm sure one uh, yeah i don't do yeah solomon probably people. wouldn't have too much experience with that but i think like bert and Fallon would have like a a decent idea of that like that might be mm-hmm. like kicking around their heads like this, like this is probably a doerger that means dark dwarf. Dark right? dwarf, yes. yeah. Well, okay, it is, there's you. dark elves, deep gnomes, and gray dwarves. You've got yes, the Slepikin. It's all the same. You've got thing. the Duragar, and you've got the Drow. Because yes. Yes. for some the reason, Spinalbrin. It's Sniffnibblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerblerbler
seeing a cleric in Kierkegaard do this healing and like help us, me and, uh, me and Fallen out with, with our damage and then watching mm-hmm. Bert study new stuff and then not take on any of that. I feel like that's like notable, but like, I don't know what I would do with that information. So I, I think you, you, maybe you just tuck it away for now and just think about that later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be able to fix that understanding for you later. Oh, that kill you and raise your body. I was going to say that was threatening. <laughs> you can raise my body, but my soul will already be risen. <laughs> Summon monster one ghost. Actually, there's um there's a spell you can take that's like greater revival, but fake greater revival. So you act like you're reviving this person, but you let a demon take over, and that's a fucking cleric spell. <laughs> is that not revivify? It's amazing. No, I don't revivify- know what it's called. I was reading up on spells. Revivify today. is uh, awesome. With that's like a amazing. Minute, you die. You can revive in the one health. Connor, if I <laughs> die, I give birth. Yes. It- Liam gives Bert permission to make Solomon into a a demon with that spell. It's a ninth level spell, I think. Uh, I we're don't pretty think far we're away from my level. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the city walls are now coming into view. You've managed to join a large crowd making its way towards the city. You're currently caught behind a huge wagon load of stone being pulled by six large oxen and driven by a surly dwarf. Just behind you is a group of gnomes reciting lines for some sort of theater show. There seems to be a traffic jam. Uh, slow going. Vendors walk up and down the line offering wares and food, delicious roasted meat on sticks, exotic fruits, watered down wine. Kierkegaard fumbles with a scroll case and pulls out your letters of introduction to uh, paperwork necessary to enter the city. Uh, can you guys all give me sense of moto checks? Yeah. Um, we have to have papers. Yeah. It's vigil, dude. Yeah. It, it'd be, it's, it'd be common. It was common this time. Like if you're traveling between cities and stuff, you'd have like, Letters of introduction and stuff. So he's got letters hmm. from the temple in Phrasma saying like who he is. It's written by like the his high priest and yeah. If you don't have a explain you guys person who knows you and knows your face, you either have to have someone else introduce you or bring a letter. Mm-hmm. My sense motive with my modifier is twenty. Okay, mine's twelve. I rolled a one, so that's eight total. Okay, so uh, I assume Fallon's reading a book. Uh, yeah, not I'm actually attention. with the gnomes. I'm, I'm running. Yeah, maybe you're interested in what like the, the play that they're they're yeah. rehearsing. Me too. Why not? Bert, Bert's. I think Bert's watching like the the wagon in front of him crush the stones of the the gravel and watching mm. how that's reacting. Hard as a fucking rock. <laughs> um, so you're not paying attention, but uh, Solomon is looking at Kierkegaard, and you can you can tell like he's like nervous about this, like. These there's some sort of like nervous energy to him that the other two miss, but you you see like he's kind of pent up a bit. Kierkegaard, sir, uh, I I don't. When's the last time you jerked it? I don't mean to impose. You can just you just ignore. I don't know why why Bert is speaking to himself in such a way. Um, <laughs> I I can't help but notice you uh, fumbling a bit there. I uh, I haven't got much experience with. Uh, with the authorities in in terms of uh, entries and and barred gateways, but uh, does uh, does entering vigil pose us with some sort of problem? Loman, uh, my trepidation is not due to the guards or or entering the city. It's what we'll find inside. Uh, I mean, you have to understand. This is an errand given to me by my God. This is a this is momentous for me. And it's been years since I've been to this temple, and I don't know the true purpose of my journey yet. And uh, I mean, I'm an I'm an old man, but 
I can still get nervous about things. I'm sure you understand that feeling. Oh, you're, you're fat nervous. I, I guess you could say that. I, I guess that's the best way you would understand it. Yes. Yeah, you're. It'd be similar to, to your feelings before that gate opens, correct? I, I do have the understanding that's the case. I, I'm sure you, you know, I, I only participated in one fight in the pits. And so. Uh, I, you handle yourself well in that, uh, that cave back there with the halfling. So I know that the three of you will, will protect me and, uh, I'm glad to have you at my sides. Well, if that steadies your hands, sir, let's, uh, let's mosey on in. Forward unto dawn. So it, it takes a while, but eventually you guys do make it through the gates. Uh, there's no problems with his paperwork. You guys aren't questioned, but anyone who doesn't have paperwork you see is taken off to the side and talked to. And some people are zone of truth is cast on them and things are figured out to see if they can enter the city. You guys don't have any of that problems. Do we notice? So you mentioned lots of gnomes and, and, and dwarves and stuff coming into the city. Um, is the elf and myself, are we? out of place in any way or is it kind of like no no so gone? vigil's a very um diverse city lots of it's a lot of humans but all races come and mingle here like every every northern kingdom sends a small contingent of troops to vigil to help man the wall in some some way so there's it's a big melting pot of of races and, and mixings of of cultures there uh so like no one bats an eye even at you as a half work no one no one bats their eye at a half work, really. Like, um, you might run into problems with like, occasional dwarf or something. Like, they, they might eye you up a little bit, but most people don't really overly. There's no hostility towards you that that you might experience in other cities. I have to ask, yeah. Liam, do you purposefully choose characters that might cause problems on the street? No, it's just one of those things. It's 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 not like I don't do it too intentionally stir up trouble it's just the idea of like when we get to a town i've picked a weird character it's probably subconscious it is just like interesting dynamic wise to go like mm. what's the deal pylon was meant to be a shit disturber that's his whole mo yeah whereas you don't solomon's say. supposed to, he's trying to fly under the radar and i wanted to put like a a bit of a hurdle in the way of that okay Look at you with your fucking character thought out. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I'm Kermit the Frog of Destruction. Kermit the Frog of Destruction could be the t-shirt, though. <laughs> I'm I'm very sad that I didn't go with Matthew Berry's voice, because I'm never going to get to use this fucking voice, and it's the only one I can do. No, Carl, well, when, when, when I run the game, you can do you can do Matt Berry. Father! I've got rule sets for vampires. You can just be. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so... So Kierkegaard uh, quietly leads you through the crowded streets. Uh, it leads you past large walled estates, merchant houses, shops. Everywhere are small stalls hawking their wares, food vendors, people yelling, arguing, laughing. Even though Vigil is a vast fortress, these people seem happy, filled with hope. It, it does not seem like a city on the edge of civilization. It, it seems just like any other city you've been to. So you approach a major road, cross the way through the dust in the crowd. There seems to be a a masked man standing on a small platform and making a speech. What's the mask look like? Dragon cultist. I don't have a picture ready for you guys. One second. That's fine. Use your words. Uh, it's like his, he's wearing like uh, long black robes with a hood. His mask is looks from the distance. Uh, give me a perception roll. You guys are, are kind of far away. Okay. There's a lot of dust in the way. 19. 28. 
20 total. What, what do my elf eyes see? <laughs> <laughs> so it's his mask looks very ornate. They're, it's like almost porcelain looking. It's really white and shiny. And there's like, there's like a silver around the eyelids. It's, it's actually like a beautiful mask, but like also like haunting at the same time. I'll try to send you guys pictures of it. Sorry, what were your roles again? Fallon was huge. What was Burton? 20. 20, 19, and 29. Okay, so... 28. You guys, while you guys are away and looking, like, I guess you guys are on edge here and your your mercenary training is really kicking in. Because you notice in the crowd, there's there's a few more mass people behind him. And throughout the crowd, there's some people mingling as well. Give me sense motive checks. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I have any crowd control spells as well. I am with a one so overwhelmed by like being on this side of the hustle and bustle that I don't think I even really like I see the masks and then don't think about them. 14 total. 17 total. Sorry, Logan, what was your sense motive? Uh, One adjusted to a three. Okay. So like to Loman, this just seems like any other preach preaching and this guy's just doing some sort of religious talk. Uh, Sorry, what was the other two roles? Uh, 17. 14. Okay, so the 17, you'd get the idea that there's something a little sinister involved with the guys in the crowd. Do you think that something's up with the way they're moving and interacting with the crowd? It's always fucking cultists. They're not quite sure what, but like there's it doesn't seem Do they have do they have the same masks on as the speaker? Yeah, there's like three or four people intermingling with the crowd with masks. Are any of them by me? Not your, you guys are like across the street, right? So you're quite, quite away. Like you're like, imagine like a major road here. Oh, you're okay. across the way. So you can kind of see it. You also get the hint that there's maybe a couple guys are unmasked that are moving in conjunction with those mask guys. So there's, there's something fishy going on there. You guys can also tell that like Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard is like, like taken aback by this. There's something's really strange about this setting to him. Do I recognize the mask? Uh, give me a knowledge religion check. Oh, baby. 23. So you know that the mask belongs to followers of Razmir. Razmir. That's the guy from the dream, right? Yeah. That is the fake god that we don't know is a fake god. Shit. Yeah. All right. You guys would know him as the living god. That's what his followers call him. So not giving a fuck. I'll be like, boy, chaps, you see that? That bloke over there. This fucking mask of Razmi on his face. Oi! <laughs> Oi! Oh, good. Oh, good. Razmir's that one with the that you were telling us about, wasn't it, Kierkegaard? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was, and he's he's standing in front of of the Temple of Phrasma, except that it doesn't look like it's the Temple of Phrasma anymore. Fucking cultists! And like he's shook up by this. He's really shooken up by this. So it's clearly they've taken over your temple. Kierkegaard starts taking us towards um, towards Razmir, and at this point, you guys can kind of hear what what the guy the guy in the black cloak is saying. He's saying the living God is the only God brave enough to walk amongst his followers. Razmir loves the people of Last Wall. He admires your bravery and your steadfastness. Has any other God reached out and praised you, brave folks? Have they sent their clerics from a Cross vast distances to take care of your sick and hungry? What god holds up this wall with you? None but Razmir. Please join us in four days' time when we'll open our doors so that the masses can hear more about the wonders of the living God. Sick will be healed, hungry will be fed, and each man and woman 
will have their eyes open to the truth. At this point, you guys are right up to the crowd, up to the back of the crowd on your horses, and Kierkegaard yells, What is the meaning of this outrage? This is a temple of Pharasma. Are any of the masked cronies close to us? Uh, not. There's a couple that are kind of like probably within the, like 10 feet of, of you guys, and they're looking you can tell they're looking up towards you. Like the ma- all the masked guys are looking your way. Yeah, because we have Yoho here yelling at them. Yeah, I was across the street at the time. <laughs> at this point, the 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 black cloaked uh, yells, "Ha, you old fool! Phrasma and her weak followers abandoned this temple. We have given it a true purpose and a new life after your brethren abandoned the brave people of Vigil. Phrasma is no longer welcome here. Only life is welcome. Only the living God." And with that, the crowd begins to boo at Kierkegaard. And the masked man hustles into the safety of the temple behind him. Oh, he's so fucking lucky. I, when the crowd starts booing, I want to step between them and Kierkegaard. Just kind of like... Yeah, like Kierkegaard seems just like, like just like, uh, I think apostate's the right word for it. He's just red-faced. He doesn't even know what to do. Um, what do you guys do? Um, what are the odds that casting command on him is going to work? The, the Black Cloak guy? No, on Kierkegaard. Oh. Oh, I mean... I, you could try it. I don't know how successful it would be. Did you mean Hang to on, ask about to calm emotions and not yeah, that's command? <laughs> command, calm. That's that's what I'm going for ah. here. No, calm as a verb um, means something way different. Because him calming someone else would be that command. You gotta be careful, monkey paw. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have some things I can do. I'm just not sure if they're what we want to do. Sorry. Do, do, okay, does it seem like he's going to be attacked? Or are they just booing because they're a crowd? Uh, they're, they're booing right now. Um, it could could turn, depending on how you guys handle this. Okay, I think we talk him down. Um, sorry, so we don't think he's going to be attacked, but we're still putting our, I'm still putting myself in between uh, the crowd and, and our, our buddy here while you sort out your evil command spell. Yeah, I think Bert's just going to put a hand on him and ask him to take it easy. Can you guys open up the handout section on Roll20? Uh, maybe where is the handout section yes oh fuck they look like they're from kiss i want to change my god <laughs> yo that is so much cooler than i thought it was gonna be yeah that's fucking metal why is this guy giving them money oh, don't man, pay attention to that fucking... part of the picture just look at the look at the <laughs> raspberry yo he's fucking kiss i was gonna say, fucking the picture here is them bats with nails and robbing <laughs> someone clearly but <laughs> damn that's pretty dope. You will get to that about them later. You know who this looks like? <laughs> this looks like 90s Spider-Man Morbius. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes, very much so. Yeah. It's it's a pretty it actually a pretty ornate mask. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the singer of a band called Sleep Token. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down down to the like fucking bare chest and all. <laughs> okay, so you guys are gonna try to work on Kirk RGM out of there as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him out of there, calm him down, and head to whatever okay. we need to be at. We're still I walking s- with our horses, like with us, not on them. You're on, you're on. I think you're on them right now, actually. Okay. Oh, well, then, then we fucking stampede the crowd and take the city by storm. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna All right, give me you. an initial roll. Let's do it. <laughs> level three, level three, level three, potentially level five cleric in, in Kierkegaard. We can take on the whole city of armed defenders. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so. I scared away that dog. I'm assuming Loman actually grabs the reins of his horse and they start start kind of like jogging away down the road. After a bit of time, Kierkegaard like starts to calm down. And he's like, "Oh, we, I need a place to think." Uh, uh, he like starts looking 
he starts, he get he kind of like stands up on his stirrups and he starts looking around. He kind of places himself. He's like, oh, okay, uh, follow me. So you guys start heading west through the city. Eventually, you start getting into like the seedy part of town, the slum area. You start going like up a hill and you're weaving through uh, like small stone huts or like a lot of thatched roof cottages type area. It's, there's lots of people running around. The, the floor is muddy. Yeah, Taylor? Uh, so which, I assume this is visual on the map. Yeah, so you, this is so the... where did we come in and where did we see this crowd so of people? you came in at the north. Okay. Uh, let me pull up the draw freehand. You came in, you guys kind of like did like this, came down through the city, came through like a... a if aff- you're tra- this oh, is kind of like the affluent area. Mm-hmm. Um, I was this say, is where it definitely looks like the rich neighborhood because I can see not one but two hedge mazes. Yeah, this I have a lot of fun drawing those. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's it's this yeah, it massive. There's like half a dozen, eight or nine actually, like towers on every corner of this walled city, and there are districts of like spiraling, messy buildings, and it is hand fucking drawn, and I'm dizzy yeah. looking at it, Eric. Yeah, I had a lot, I had a lot of fun drawing. This is like the the second and a half times I've drawn this picture because I started drawing it with my other tablet and I gave up. I bought my bought the pen for my my daughter's iPad actually. <laughs> um, I've been drawing on an iPad whenever she goes to sleep because that's the only time I can get access to the iPad. <laughs> so I drew it over the series of a few nights and it, it went very smoothly. I'm gonna draw a lot of maps on there. I think it's a lot of fun. Wow, that's pretty good. So yeah, this is this is my version of Vigil for you guys. So. Down here, this large building that I just kind of drew a pink purple line through, that's that's the temple of Phrasma, now the temple of Razmir. Phrasmir. So as I said, he took you west through the city. You guys entered into the slum area, started winding your way through streets. Uh, you're somewhere around here uh, when you guys arrive at your destination. So I'm reading up on Razmir just to see how our god would interact with him. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck this guy so hard. Yeah. <laughs> No one likes Razmir. That's the thing. From what I can tell, and obviously we don't know this, but like... Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Razmir is is the like, this is my playground god. He just comes and pushes all the other like worshippers off the swing and it's like, it's mine. And they're like... We've- Do you know what that reminds me of? Is uh is the when they have the countries of the world being kids yeah. and like Hitler is taking everyone's desk. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> uh, teacher... <laughs> <laughs> Teacher, I would like to have yeah. Poland's desk. But he also makes drugs and then deals them for money. Yeah. No, he's, he's a crime syndicate leader. He's if Kingpin decided he was the Pope. This is dope. I fuck Yeah, it's like if Kingpin took over Italy and was ruling yeah. with an iron fist. Yeah. That's what Rasmir really is. But he's no one super the thing cool. is like your characters don't know this. No one really knows this. It's not it's there's we'll we'll get to that we'll get to more of that i would but. say there's as much like disbelief in the fact that this living god walks among people more than people disbelieving that he's a god they're like no no no, it must just be some avatar but it's like no it's the dude it is Razmir. it's in the realm of possibility though he's a god though because he's he says that he's completed the the quest of the starstone the the challenge of the starstone the, the the challenge that can make people gods he said he's completed that and there are people that have done that we they people know that there's people that have done that there's been at least four people who have completed that challenge and become gods so like it's it's in the realm of possibility right and plus like when he came into power he like wiped a city off the map with like raining fire so people know he has power 
could we flavor this bit of info we've just gotten as like as we get we almost like get Kierkegaard to calm down by like venting about this what he knows about Rasmus? Yeah, what your characters don't know any of this. This is just us talking. Yeah, so yeah, your characters just, don't know. Like you might, it depends on your knowledge roles on how much you know about the Rasmus history. But like, just to tell you guys, like yeah. play, uh, DM to player, like it's it's in the realm of possibility that this guy could be a god. People are, are on the fence. There's some people are on the fence. There's and then there's naysayers and wellsayers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, as any god would have. Yeah. Eventually, you come up upon a long wooden hall that seems out of place in these, this low-born section of the city. Uh, there's a s- place to safely corral your horses, uh, and Kierkegaard leads you inside. The hall seems like a lord's feast hall. It's long, narrow, fireplaces all along the sides to keep the place bright and warm. The tables are crowded with folk from different parts of the world from every station of society. Bards and minstrels walk a- about entertaining. Kierkegaard has the four of you sit uh, sit down, and he slams four silver coins at the edge of the table. Uh, a barmaid quickly and quietly comes up and scoops up the coins, leaves a, bo- a bowl of olives and grapes. Shortly, two other servers come by. Uh, one leaves four horn cups and a large flagon of cold ale. The last one places four bread trenchers in front of you and ladles out from a cauldron against her hip, a healthy portion of delicious smelling stew for each of you. Nice. Uh, so at this point, Kirkgar just kind of like tucks in and starts eating from the stew. Uh, he's just still like red faced and just silent and just thinking to himself at the moment. I love this idea of this old man just like stress eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I just partake. Yeah, I think it's probably like a quiet, awkward meal. Yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I say Kirk. Can I call you Kirk? I'm going to call you Kirk. <laughs> when was the last time you were here in the city? I see uh, a bit of surprise on your face. Uh, Kirk, he's still looking down at his trencher and like he's just grabbing a, a last of the couple like big morsels of like potatoes and and beef from the stew and then he like he kind of like pushes away from himself uh takes a sip of uh the ale and looks at you and says oh, uh Fallon it's been about 10 years since I've been in vigil and I we need I need uh, I don't even know where to begin he he's did he say that the temple was abandoned? That's what he said. I don't even know what to make make of that information. Now, in your experience, how often in a large city do uh, do followers of uh, of your god just up and leave? Would something have driven them out, or is it just the way Vigil is? Followers of, of Farazma would never just abandon a temple, especially one as such as a large and prestigious as the one in Vigil. This This makes utterly no sense. If if there's any any record of it being a a temple of of Pharasma, would you not be able to appeal to the local authorities and perhaps uh, reinstate, maybe uh, hold the fort down until more of your your folks could come on in? Uh, Solomon, that is a that is a great idea, and I think that we we should do that. We should march down to uh, the the seat of power and and make our case. That is a that's a fantastic idea. Oh. Like he that kind of thinks about how late in the day it is, and it's like, no, yeah, we we can probably still do it today. So he's trying to think of. I'm gonna pick up the bowl of olives and say, "Well, then let's go." <laughs> uh, he's like, you know, let's let's be smart about this. There's there's four of us here. It won't take all four of us to do that. Uh, why don't the three of you stay stay here uh, and speak with the locals and find it, see what you can find out about what's going on in, in the city and what's going on with the temple. 
I'll I'll head down down there myself. Boy, all due respect, sir, but I don't think it's appropriate of us to leave you be when we are charged are, with your protection. Uh, are, are you headed off to read? Did you mention looking at records? I I do believe I am your chap. Please allow me to come with you. All right, Fallon, that's a that that's a good idea. Loman, good advice. Uh, me and Fallon will head to like the city hall, and we will talk with who we need to talk with. And uh, if the if Loman and Bert here will mingle with this crowd here and find out what information you can, uh, we'll meet back here for for dinner. Uh, I say, last, do you have a to go cup? That's uh, I love the idea that Taylor is clearly the best bodyguard as the monk, but I'm now just picturing me and Bert alone and mm-hmm. for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the least two unassuming people in the group yeah. just you guys go mingle. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm incredibly good at evil mingling, dwarf. Bert. I am uh I am a uh I'm just a, a patient follower of Arastil and I, I find I've been able to talk most people down from things. Uh whether it is uh the displeasure of my company or uh <laughs> uh the uh the overwillingness to fight. I think we could mingle just fine. Yeah, that's fair. I think we're gonna have to go check out that church. Or I think or whatever. Taylor and Kierkegaard get to have their little field trip. You and I get to do some NPC badgering, and then we all go to the temple together. Because I do not want to go deal with mm. fantasy drug dealers without the guy who can punch. <laughs> <laughs> True, especially if we're coming with an eviction notice. It's like you guys have to leave. And we're like, <laughs> no, and we're like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's um so Kierkegaard's gonna leave with Fallon. He's gonna leave you guys with like twenty copper pieces. He says like you can use this to like buy drinks for people if you want to try to loosen their tongues. So he leaves you guys with that and him and him Fallon grab their horses and take off down down towards like the I guess the city hall is the best way to describe it. Like the places where tax collectors and lawyers and judges and stuff would hang out um and, and do their work. So they, they head off. Harvey Dent. Uh, so how do you guys want to tackle the crowd? Uh, I guess perception, see who we see. Like, get a little rundown if you have specifics. Uh, not overly specifics. There's, as I said, there's like there's minstrels. There's people of all walks of life, it looks like. Do you want to try to see if you can like flag down like a, a someone who works there and first talk about this place? Like, what do you want to do? Not sure. I think we want to talk to someone on the street, just a random person if possible, to see what their inkling is feel out the climate yeah see how they feel about this rasmir guy because the whole fucking crowd was like yeah okay which is problematic and then try to figure out when that temple came to be i know that's what they're doing with the records and stuff but we might be able to get some information on that yes Mm -hmm. you might be able to make me understand this a little bit better but why is it that these Rasmir followers are making such a big deal out of public healings when Kierkegaard was able to heal us, me and me and Fallon on the trip over with no big deal? Is it this this clerical kind of one-offsmanship just doesn't really resonate with me? I can't quite understand it. Nor do I. I believe this is mostly theater. Theater. Now, theater is something I know. Theater. Let's uh, let's go canvas. So you want to go find a, a local? Yeah. Just like the first person when we step outside. Okay, let's let's say uh you guys walk past like um some sort of not I wouldn't say like do you want to find a vagrant first? Yeah, I want someone that's going to give us the truth for money. Okay. 
Yeah, you passed a couple in this area. So you you kind of remember where one was. And do you guys take your horses or are you just going by foot? By foot. By foot. Do, okay. do I carry you, Bert, or do you? I'll walk. Thank you. All right. Okay. I picture Bert leading the way here, actually. Yeah. That's how I picture Staff it. in hand. All like on uh, he's business. He's all business. I was going to say, it's like, if we need to cross the street, I, I do feel inclined to hold your hand. I don't <laughs> want you getting trampled by it. No. Okay, you make your way around and you see uh there's like a, a vagrant, he's got like a dirty blanket around him and he's got uh he's got like an apple and he's eating an apple and he's sitting there with a like a cup in front of him. Ooh. Okay. The poshest vagrant ever. So I'm gonna take this one since my diplomacy I think is plus twelve. Yeah, I think you've got me beat there because I'm only plus yeah. He's human, by the way, just to throw that out there, just so you guys know he's human. Plus five That's or plus fine. seven, depending on if they're hostile. Where did my diplomacy go? It's plus 11, yeah. so still quite good. I'll, I'll aim um, whenever possible. Mm-hmm. How do I do hail and well met in frog? Hail and well met. <laughs> Time to hop along. Kermit E. Rock. Hail and well met. What is, does Kermit have any catchphrases? Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> no, I, d- I don't know. I can't think of one offhand. He's he's a realized character. Ah, oh, jeez, Piggy. Uh, let's not talk about Miss Piggy. This is a family-friendly podcast. Is it, though? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hail and well met. I'm just going to start with my role and then see where I go sure. from there. Sure, sure. Oh, 27. Okay. Uh, I will, staff in hand, I'll sit down cross-legged and lay my staff across my lap to chat. Um, and I'll make sure that he hears the jingle of coins in my pocket as i sit down okay okay good well hi there little little master what can i do for you today hello street friend (laughs) riffraff we are riffraff street rat we are here on business and we were accosted by these priests of razmir i'm curious as to when they came to town Oh, I think about uh, a year or so ago they they took over the temple, uh, but they were they were here for a bit long bit before that. They've been uh, quite generous in these neighborhoods. Actually, I, I, this is where I got this apple. Is actually uh, was one of their aid stands that they set up early in the day. So they're when you say take over, do you mean the the apprehending of a vacant building, or do you mean the vacating of a building? Well, if I remember correctly. Something happened, and the building was empty, and they it may have gone up for auction. I think I think I remember people talking about that, and the Raz the Rasmirans were doing quite well in town, and were able to 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 take it over. That that was my understanding. I so they've been generous to the city. Oh yeah, they're they're always in in these areas. Uh, they're always on the hill, giving out food and uh, helping people who they can. Uh, I mean, I I busted my foot up real real badly uh, not too long ago, and they helped bandage it up and got me walking again. May I? As far as I know, they've been see this in, foot. I am also a healer. Yeah, uh, that's a bluff roll. You're a healer. Yes. What kind of healing do you do, little little sir? Clerical healing. I'm, I'm curious to see if I might be able to help you with any lingering pain. Well, I mean, my knee still gives me problems whenever it rains. So what I'm looking for here is I wanted to do a heal check and see whether this was a magical healing or just something. So else. you want to take a look at his foot? You're going to ask him to see his yeah. foot? 
Okay, yeah, so yeah. he pulls out his foot. Give me a heel check. Bert nasty. Yeah, okay. Bert like Bert, Bert nasty. like show me your toes. <laughs> hey, street friends, you got a Patreon? Ooh. 28. So based off of like the scarring and stuff, and like you told he said that they bandaged it, you can tell that this wasn't this wasn't a cure light wound situation. This was a uh, more surgical. Which I mean, some temples wouldn't do cure light wounds for free. They would they charge for stuff like that. So you'd mm-hmm. you it, you could go either way on this, but you'd know for sure his wasn't magical healing. That was fair. And friend, how did you hurt this foot? Oh, you know, living on the streets. Uh, there's all sorts. So you've always been a street person then? Uh, you know, I, ever since uh, my watch on the wall ended, uh, and my, I couldn't afford the trip back home. Uh, of course he's a veteran. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? So in, in Vigil, <laughs> a lot of the human... He couldn't afford the trip home and his foot was broken, so he's just stuck here forever? Yeah, so a lot of like the human cities that send human countries that send troops down kind of abandon them down there after their their stint on the wall is done. And they just that's why there's slums, because it's it's full of a lot of the humans that couldn't go home. Whereas like the dwarves and the elves who are invested in in individual, like treat their vet their soldiers better, they bring them home and stuff. Where it's the humans this is where they send the soldiers they care about, whereas they send Ball to the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, the humans, they do the same type of thing. They just send their riffraff down there, just just like George R. R. Martin's wall. Like, the riffraff gets sent down. Yeah. And they, they're, yeah, it's a way to get rid of yeah. people that you don't, like, maybe they'll send people who are dissenting against the crown and stuff. Like, they, they get rid of people by sending them down there. And then it's kind of like, oh, you can't come back with us. See you later. Street friend, when when these... Rasmerian priests were healing you and, and giving you food. Did they not have enough space in that their temple to, to maybe put you up? Is is it not I mean something with with how much they've done for you, would you not have joined up with them perhaps? Well, I, I actually tried to. They they hold uh regular recruiting nights by their temple and I I tried, but uh, I guess with my How how regular? Uh every Every week or so, I believe. Uh, they might be having one coming up soon. Mm-hmm. We are going to join a cult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with like, with his state of things and his smell, they, they, they took, they kicked him That's out. That's right. Yeah. yeah he is Yeah. They, they weren't interested in his, and uh, skills. Are there any other, uh, any holy places in, in, in vigil? Any temples for Ioma Day or, uh, Torag or oh, I, indeed, Ioma Day has uh, a large temple, um, and he like describes the directions to get to Ioma Day's temple. And there's a, a temple to Serenae as well. Um, it's a bit smaller, but uh, there it's also there. And there's other sh- smaller shrines here and there and around. He doesn't know quite where, but there are other some other gods represented. But Ioma Day, Serenae, Phrasma were the big three, and the Phrasma followers seem to have. No one knows. He says that he doesn't really know where what happened to them. He doesn't know. I was reckoning they're probably not like a Desna temple if if he's getting healing from riffraff cults. No, Desna is not well well represented here. I imagine there's no Nethus as well. No, I wouldn't think there. Yet on every outside of every single brothel, there's a Shalin sigil (laughs) or a sign. Shalin. Shalin's the goddess of beauty. Yeah. Ah, Like that. uh, What was it? Good omen. Not good omens. Um. American gods. Oh, 
the prostitute that eats the dude with her lower she body. She just like, I saw that episode. I was like, what the fuck? That show's Oh, I, I haven't seen the show. I read the book. Watch the I, show. That's the only episode I've seen with some dude getting eaten through his junk into some other person's she's junk. Like, she's like, she's like, give yourself to me. And he comes so hard into her that he gets like sucked in pulled inside out into her yeah yeah it's neil gaiman so like it's phenomenal writing the show is super cool i've been meaning to read it yeah watch it yeah he gets getting all his stuff made into shows these days i feel like yeah he's just good him and cherry pratchett putting good omens out and all that shit that was so good that's one of my favorite shows now it was so good love david Tennant. however scary fucking cgi on that guy i have to finish it still but watch american gods and also, okay. uh, tip your tip your prostitutes. Let's switch over to Kierkegaard and Fallon. So, uh, so Fallon, is there anything you want to talk to Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard along the way? I say, ten years you've been out of the city, Christ, oh, fantasy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I owe him a day. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, my place was in Throne Step in the in the temple there. I was high up in the the hierarchy there. Oh, so so you're relatively high up. So so you heard no word of your your temple here disappearing. I mean, it's not unheard of. Like we don't, we're not, we don't talk too much. There's no, not usually much reason to. Like, I mean, the vision's a pretty important place. You'd think you would have heard that your temple is no more. But it, each temple itself is sufficient. Uh, Phrasma gives us all that we need, and we we take care of our own city. There's not much reason to talk with each other too mo- often. So, I mean, that's why my business hasn't brought me here in 10 years. I mean, it, sound, I mean, it sounds rather lonely for a temple, don't you think? We see lots of people. Like, we we see people when they're born. We we help women through through labor, and we see life get made, and we help people through death. It's My job is the least loneliest job there is in the world. I see, I see everybody. Except your own temple disappearing. <laughs> Yes, well, I mean, it's, but this one's not my temple. Ugh, Fallon. Ugh, you make my brain hurt sometimes. It's okay, I get that reaction a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys approach the, the city hall, and you crawl your horses, and you go in, and you end up like in a, a lineup of other people looking to talk to city officials. Anything else you want to talk to him about? Uh, He's pretty, like... Probably just question not nothing serious just like oh and what's what's that statue what's, okay. what's that over there just you just yeah. keep bugging him a little bit about stuff and okay nothing nothing you can kind of tell he's a little ticked off with you at this point you end up getting up getting finally to talk to like an official like a clerk sitting at a desk with like a stack of scrolls with them and Kierkegaard approaches and starts talking and asking about the what happened with the temple and stuff like that and like the, the clerk is there's a big lineup still behind you guys there's a lot of people that are needing to talk to him he basically says, like, listen, like, I can't, we can't, I can't go into too many details with you. I'm really busy, but I can show you some of the paperwork for it. So, uh, a different, like a smaller, like a young, like a teenage clerk runs off to the back rooms and then he comes back with like a, a leather book and like a bunch of scrolls. And you're, you guys are shown where there's like a cubicle off to the side where you guys can sit down and pour through the paperwork and stuff. So, uh, so you guys start doing that. You start looking through. How, what kind of skill checks would we, would we use for this? Um, investigative journalism. Yeah, I was investigation. Sure. I was going like to say knowledge local. Maybe I don't see an investigation um, in my skills. Book. There isn't. No, I was. What are your no- What kind of knowledge skills do you have? What's your highest knowledge skill? History. Yeah. Okay. Give me your knowledge history roll. That's a good one. Bonus for having the books on you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That is 
21. Okay. So you end up looking through like some tax documents. There's like years and years of tax documents about what, like, them paying monthly. And then you can see that they're about 14 months ago, the payments went from like really regular, really steady payments of taxes from the, from church for asthma to the city to zero. They stopped paying their taxes entirely. And then they tax churches. Yeah. No one gets a free ride in vigil. What fucking utopia is not this? even the veterans. <laughs> and so then, and then you, you mentioned that to Kierkegaard and then he ends up pulling out. There's a series of notices about the, the, the possibility of them possessing the church. Um, and then there's a note in there also from one of the tax collectors that of like when they went to go visit the church, there was no one there, like no one in the church at all. The place was empty. So apparently the, the city confiscated a lot of the items in the place and ended up putting on, on auction for paying off its back taxes. And that's, you guys discover that through, through it. So there's no mention of like where the priests were. It was just the church was empty one day. Does it make, does it, is there a note on a name of one of the tax collectors? Uh, yeah, you would, you pick that up. I'm going to need that name. Okay. I'll just come up with it later. Some old elf. I'm going to track the motherfucker down. All right. So is that what you would suggest to Kierkegaard? You want to like track? So the, the guy who wrote the note about being empty, you want to track him down? Yeah, good. Oh, oh Kirk, um, it seems this fellow here, insert name, mm. uh, seems he physically went to the building and found no one was there. They were trying to collect the money they were owed. And it seems he found nothing. Just just their items left behind. He, he asks to see the document and he reads it over. And Fallon, this is... This is perplexing. This makes no sense. Like the prophecy I was given by by Farasma said that I, I would come here, I would see the high priest Peyton Hartford, and a great boon would be bestowed upon Vigil. Like that that was my dream, and I don't this makes no sense to me. Did the tax records make a note of when this place was sold to Rasmir? I was about like eleven months ago when they bought it at auction. So three months after the payment stopped. Yeah, and like it, it's it seems like it was or they they put it up for auction shortly after they discovered that like the place was abandoned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speedy foreclosures are us. Okay, so we're gonna switch the other guys now. Now, street friend, your name wouldn't happen to be Peyton, would it? <laughs> uh no, it would not. <laughs> then I'd need nothing else from you. Do you guys still have more to talk to the the street guy about? I think and I would convey this to Bert, um well I reckon with that general knowledge in hand we could step ourselves back inside this here this here mead hall and uh and ask a couple questions to some folks who are a little more uh liquored into the truth i agree i agree i agree oh would you would you guys mind buying me dinner at the feast hall they have they have the best food how much is a dinner at the feast hall uh one silver you'll get some good food for for it uh do i have any money that isn't we only have the 20 copper is Kierkegaard's I'm gonna the money he gave us, the only money I would have. No, we've got our own money. Have some and like money. money is fucking meaningless. I'm gonna give him five silver. Yeah, so he's happy. He walks in with you guys and sits on one of the tables. I'm also I'm also going to say that this is the gift of what's Kierkegaard's dude, Phrasma? Yeah. This is a gift from the Temple of Phrasma. Oh. Oh, thank thank you. He's a bit perplexed because like he knows the temple's not around anymore. So not yet. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah, so he's a bit perplexed. But yeah, he sits down and he has to start having dinner. So you guys want to walk through the, the feast hall trying to talk to random people now? 
Yeah, I want to um, see if I can see anyone who isn't a dwarf who looks like they've had a couple <laughs> drinks. Uh, yeah. So you you come you see like um like two elves and like a human all like sitting drinking and having a good time off to the side there. Perfect. Ah, those are our marks. Yeah, I want to do a quick eavesdrop and then just sit down and ask them what they're celebrating. Hopefully to like already know what they're talking about. But should we have discussed our plan beforehand? It's me. I'm discussing it to you now. I want to like literally just plop ourselves down, whether it's both of us or one of us and just say like, what are we celebrating? And then when they, if they are loose enough to talk about their stuff, kind of get the sense of if they are kind of checking out these healings, checking out these like events and stuff put on by Fresmir, if they're if we can sour them immediately and get some like opinions on it and maybe like some locations, the gatherings happen, maybe they're getting a pre-drink before going to this, like, come and see. That's good, too. I'm more interested in history. I want to know where the hell these priests have gone. We don't know, you and I, at this moment where the priests just that they like disappeared, disappeared. We know they left one day. Well, no, he told us that they left. Yeah, but I want to know what happened leading up to that. So yeah, the the elves and the human, um, they're talking about how they just sold a bunch of goods in the city, and then they're celebrating their their goods their good sale, and they're going to be picking out some stuff and heading home soon. They're just kind of celebrating some good business. Let's meet in the middle there. Let's plop down with them and ask them if 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 they're traveling in and out, if they've noticed any uh, other religious people traveling in and out, whether they're for asthma or otherwise, or if there's just like only influx of Rasmir. So we can say, like, have you seen any of these priests, like, pop up? Does that make any sense? Uh, hey, give me your harsh and our diplomacy check. Oh, so I'm, this is me asking Connor. Oh, I want, oh So okay. I want to meet okay. in the middle of, of our plans. Like, where, like, I want to ask them more about Rasmir. You want to ask them more about the priests that went missing. We can say, hey, you travel in and out of town. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, lots of holy people leaving or coming in? Or I don't think they've been here long enough for that to really be a thing. So... Let's just, I I think we move on. I think we try to find a group that's more fitting to what we need to know because they're traveling merchants. Like they're, they're worthless to us. Fair. Is there somewhere we can go where residents would be as a feast hall, that sort of place? You can like, so yeah, look, like give me a perception check. Okay. I want to look for someone that lives here. Yeah. That's not great. Uh, 14. Okay. You see a, a group. Uh, off to the side, who like seem like they are they're probably residents. They're not like in fancy clothes. They're more in like local clothes from this area type of thing, like from the slums. Like they're not dressed fancy, so they're probably like people who live close by. So they might be more than no. They're not quite like your your street vendor, but like like workman type type people is what they seem okay. like. So they probably they're probably local. Blue collar. Yeah, there's a there's a gnome, a dwarf, and then two humans. Ah, uh, the dwarf. I will. Do you want to just approach him by yourself then, Bert? Yeah, I'll hang back and keep an eye yeah. out on mostly okay. just like. Those those merchants pull you back into their table and want to buy you a beer, Solomon. Well, Bert goes nice. off. Okay, so let's Shine let's jump trusts. on Solomon's conversation first. And how do you want to approach these guys? Uh, I guess start with diplomacy just to see how they receive me and then just talk until you make me stop. Sure. Uh, 17 diplomacy if they're not hostile to me. And uh, since they pulled me in, I assume that's the case. Yeah. So they're pretty friendly with you. So they sit down, they keep telling, they tell you like they're from the nine watchmen originally. They're down here on business. They'll be heading back up with, with some goods and 
they have a couple other things on the go that they're pretty excited about. And they ask, like, what brings a, a, a young half-orc like yourself to, to Vigil? Sorry, I just want to make sure I remember, right, because I'm not seeing the big world map anymore. I'm mm. from the Nine Watchmen too, right? Or just south you're of from that? You're from Care Grimward, Grimward, which is south of the... Grimward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you would only know Nine Watchmen by name. Yeah, I'm going to just tell them I... I, I've come, uh, I've come from, uh, from Grimward. I, I work with a bit of a, a band of, uh, folks who have been protecting a, a cleric. We've been helping someone do some traveling. Just an old guy who's looking to, uh, not meet any trouble on the road. And now I'm sorry. Did you, did you say you're from Kara Grimward? I am. And they, they kind of like talk in a bit closer to you. And there's kind of like, when you were there, did you ever? Like watching the pit fights that go on there. I know they're they're I know they're hush hush, oh, but like fuck yeah, I saw it was plenty. I I and I'm gonna guess that they don't look at me and can tell that I'm like 18 years old. <laughs> and so I think they know that you're kind of youngish. Um, it's like oh yeah, I, I I saw a lot of the fights. I uh uh and I I pull up like a sleeve and show like where I've been hit with with like swords and stuff in training, and I was like I actually uh. I was uh, training up to be a pit fighter before. Uh, and this like blows their mind when you say this. Oh my God. And they start asking you all these questions about what it was like. And like, what was like, what was your like first fight in the, the pits? Like, <laughs> did you kill a man? It was actually a draw uh, <laughs> because of the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a complication during, during my first, uh, my first fight and uh there was it was deemed unfair if i was to kill the man uh due to uh an ability that i i used that they were not aware i had i uh you see they're they're a bit upset that you didn't get to kill the guy you can tell they're all i'm gonna use mage hand to move one of their drinks towards me and take a sip out of it and then mage hand it back and Uh, like it blows their mind they're like what i would do that again I just, yeah, I'm like spinning. I'm like, I was not aware at the time that I was a, uh, I believe they call me a sorcerer, but uh, I, uh, I didn't. A reaction, uh, as a reaction, I used a, a bonus round spell. <laughs> 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 um, I, I had an attack of opportunity available to me due to my bow staff, but <laughs> I used a spell instead. Uh, but no, I, I I was not able to complete my uh, my first match, and uh, just due to circumstance, found myself in uh, in in the smaller towns around uh, just a ways north of here. All right, so they're they're pretty like astounded with you at this point. I think you're a pretty cool guy. Uh, do you point? Do you start pointing the conversation towards Rasmir, or I think I'm just going to ask them if. You folks, you plan on stopping at any of the temples before you leave? Uh, we we plan on giving a small offering to Ioma Day and a, a small one to Serenay. It, it, that's that's fitting for our journeys here. We want to be washed after on our journey home as well. You don't happen to know if there's a uh, 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 it, it, everything seems a little. Uh, I'm not used to the bigger cities now that I'm outside of uh, Grimward, but uh, there's no Temple Rasmi around here that you know about, is there? I, I heard that there's a, a newer one here. Uh, I mean, Rasmir is kind of the talk of all of Lastwall. He's been, there's been temples or, or some sort of influence in all the major cities these days, from my understanding. What, uh, outside of Vigil, do you find that 
it's well met. I, I feel like I probably heard someone murmuring about about something good from Razmir out on the streets, and I I didn't hear any good things about him. I've heard that the that they that his clerics sometimes beat and steal from those who refuse to believe, and I I heard bad things about Razmir. I'm not sure what you've heard, friend. Uh, this is uh, I've heard some conflicting things now with uh. I'm inclined to trust you, you all. You're uh, you're good folk, um, and I think I want to cut mine there because I think that is just. I just think Solomon needs to be like reaffirmed that it's not just. Even though he's he's very trusting, he doesn't know that uh, Kierkegaard isn't just like kind of in a. This to, could look as like a land dispute from the outside. Okay, and so it's like yeah. he's like this god is evil, or it's like or these guys are evil, and it's like we heard good things from the 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 street friend and i've heard bad things from the merchants it's like okay there's clearly like a tactic to this and i think growing up in the pits i know the like chum up to the slum uh as okay. a tactic yeah okay i like that all right let's go to bert and see what what he's got going chum up to the slum uh okay um so bert's gonna walk up and uh hello tall folk and kin because there is a gnome yes oh a fellow gnome. Now, what a fancy, I, fancy orange shirt you have there, friend. I will remind you. Will remind you that I am a dread gnome. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> the fucking eyebrows. So yeah, okay. Let's let's restart the gnome then. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he'll be probably a little upset to be called kin. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, let's see what he's gonna say here. <laughs> well, Eric. Well, Eric thinks about it. Can you explain to me what a dread gnome is? Because I did not know yeah. this about Bert. Yeah, dread gnomes are. Uh, let me give you the official reading here, because it's. Um, I I felt it fit well for an evil cleric. Yeah, it sounds like it would. I mean, yeah, but like I'm I'm uh, better at poison and that sort of stuff. So dread, 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 dread. dread. Uh, they're moodier. They're less forgiving and crueler than other gnomes. Uh, they're the darker, more bloodthirsty lines of the fae. Not all of them are evil, but they find humor in watching others suffer. They don't like bright colors or joyful pursuits, and they have fell magic and a knack for poison. I found a picture. But are you physically different from a gnome? Like a gnome? I would look more along the lines of a drow, like trending that way rather than gnome. So you're... And like he doesn't dress like a normal gnome. A deep gnome. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. More or less. Just from that sort of heritage. I have a picture that I want to drop in Discord as soon as I can remember how to do that, that I think is how I'm going to picture you from now on. Um, like a purple Kermit the Frog? Like, I was thinking more like the Grey Hulk version of Kermit the Frog. Okay, yeah. 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 That's how I picture it now. The gnome is going to look you up and down and kind of like, like you know, tilt his head back. And it's like, I'm not sure if... Uh, let me do so like, my, my Kermit the Frog voice one second. I'm not sure if I would call you... Kin, <laughs> and that shirt's quite flamboyant for your type. It's a nice shade of orange on you. So I thought we just had a patch. I didn't realize we were wearing brightly colored shirts. You you have like the whole tabard. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you can always take it off later, but like right now, I I think you're still wearing it. Do I have access to what's that? Uh, the spell prestidigitation. Let me double check. It might be one of your level zeros. I want I just want to like. Shoot some sparks in a weird, nonchalant, trying to be fun way. Um, I have spark. No, I don't I want to say. say I think that's more of a wizard or a, a sorcerer thing. 
the the dwarf kind of gives the the gnome like like back up a bit like i mean he, he seems like an all right person what's uh let's see what he has to say uh, sit down friend buy us some drinks happily yeah i'll buy around all right so that, that the the gnome kind of like like kind of removes himself a little bit you know sits back in his chair and like the the humans and the the dwarf ask like like who are you what's what's with the orange shirt like what brings you to vigil hello hello uh, Kermit E. Frog. My name is Bert. I am here on work. I am from the mercenary gang, Lords of Pain, was it? Ambassadors of Pain. Amb- Ambassadors of Pain. You work for the New Zealand Embassy. <laughs> 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 the Ambassadors of Pain. Uh, it's like, yeah, and we... like the dwarf has heard of them. It's like, yeah, I've, I think I've, uh, I've, uh, done some work for you for your your group before um i know the last time they were in the city they needed some repairs on some weapons uh i mean i'm not a not as great as a blacksmith as my grandfather but i can repair a, a shield and sharpen a blade we had a professor who was trained by a man named rocky irons yeah who was a seventh gener yeah um steven okay he was a blacksmith before he started going into it crazy Right. So he was trained by a guy on the island in Newfoundland, Rocky Irons, the seventh. Jeez. Who is a seventh generation blacksmith. That's amazing. Who is the fucking medalist name. Yeah. So I want, I want this guy to be Rocky Irons. All right. Let's, let's call him Rocky. Since we'll, we'll lose him soon anyway. Yeah. Um, Rocky. Well, no, he'll probably be our, our blacksmith moving forward if he's in town. So anyways, um, where was I? Kermit E. Frog. Uh, yes, you, you very well could have done work for some of the crew. They don't generally send me out, as you can obviously see. But I was requested specifically for this role. And here I am. That's a, that's a strange thing to request a gnome to go on a, such an adventure. So, uh, what brings you? Not just any gnome, a Nethys cleric gnome. I don't, we don't know much about Nethys in these parts. Uh, care to talk about Uh-oh. your... Shall I regale you? <laughs> the the gnome is like checked out completely of this conversation. He's like even turned to someone else. That's fair. But like the human and the dwarf seem still like interested a little bit. Cool, cool. Uh Nephis is the god of all magic. Take that as you may. They're just kind of like it. nodding at you and like, oh okay. Yeah. So again, the whole point of the Church of Nethys is that they must seek it out themselves. Okay. Cool, cool. They must want this knowledge. I'm not gonna give it to them. Yeah, it seems like these guys don't overly care, and they gotta look at their drinks and like. That's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, Rocco, you've been here some time, then. If you were your grandfather's protege. Oh yeah, I've, um, they he set up shop in in Vigil many years ago, uh, and we've been here ever since. We're we're some of the few dwarves that uh, live here our entire lives. Most dwarves only come for uh, a short time, like you know, five or eight years, but I've, I've been here my whole life. Yes. That's good. I have some questions if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, you brought us around. It's all, it's excellent. It seems fair that I can answer some of your questions. Um, we came for the temple of Phirasma and there is no temple of Phirasma. Oh, bad business there. Right boys. Bad business. All so that. yes, unfortunately they're not there. We'd like to know where they went if possible. Uh, so would we. One day the the temple was helping helping the uh the city. Uh I mean they buried my grandfather, they've buried my father. Uh they helped my wife when our children were born. Like they they were an important part of of vigil and 
One day someone walked into the temple and the priests were just gone. Their meals were still on their table. They just were gone. And how many priests were there, would you say? Oh, I, I wouldn't possibly know. 10, 20, 30. I don't, I never really kept track. I mean, you go there when your babies are born and you go there when your, your parents die. That's the only times you go Typical to Typical Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, that's not getting us anywhere. For um, us, we didn't die for your sins. Abadar did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I assume I'm not going to be getting anything out of them. Um, Rocco, Rocco, where is your smithery? Uh, it, it, he describes it. It's like, it's in the, the slumish area, but like the nicer slum area, like the upper, upper lower class is where it is. It's not too far. Scarborough. My shop's called the blasted smithery. <laughs> I like that. Let's call it that. So yeah, it's the blasted smithereen and it's, uh, it's north of where you guys are. Um, okay, I just that's just to have something for note in the future. Yeah. Blasted smithereen to yeah. the north. Do you do you guys both want to just give me a D eight roll? Let's see if you guys also pick up just a couple other like tidbits of information about Rasmir. I have uh, some things I can share with you. I don't have a three. D8 out. Give so me. a three for Connor. Um. Okay. So I got a seven. Okay. Great. So while you guys are talking to people, you kind of pull out like. Uh, there's some people that seem to think that the cultists taken for far more money than the, from the locals than they could possibly spend, uh, or use in the city. The, there, some people say the extra coin funds the buildup of an army that will conquer all of Last Wall and all the nations. Um, that's what one person thinks. Uh, Liam picks up the fact that there are some people that crusade boys. There's some people that's, that think that the, there is no living God, that the faith is merely a cover for a vast, and powerful guild of thieves. Um, so there's Ooh. lots of lots of it. Isn't that things. all religions, Eric? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Do we want to go there in this podcast? I don't know. No, no. Okay, let's let's cut you off there, and let's let's uh, let's jump back to Fallon and Kierkegaard. So Kierkegaard says that he's he that he found some bit of information in the, the text. He's going to go off in one direction. And Fallon, you managed to figure out where the tax collector is in the building and you've oh. tracked him down to his office. So you're alone with him. Kierkegaard's doing something else. You're alone with him. So I assume you knock on his door and he says, come in. Flurry of blows. So you see, uh, <laughs> Kimple, destroy the door. <laughs> you see an elf behind a desk, tons of, tons of paperwork around him, tons of scrolls. And there's an elf who says, uh, uh, hi there. Who, what brings you to, to my neck of the woods? Kimple can never find out we split the party immediately as soon as he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be so angry. As soon as <laughs> entering a hostile city. Oh, right. Uh, good Good evening. Uh, my name is Fallon, and I s- Oh, you have quite the collection of scrolls here. That is lovely. I mean, um, I heard you were the chap that discovered the temple of Erasmus to be empty. Is that you? Oh. That was the strangest day of my career, I'll tell you. Please. Sit down, sit down. Uh, and he, he pulls out, like, uh, he opens up a drawer and pulls a bottle of wine. He's like, could I tempt you? Uh, I mean, it's about time for my break. Oh, of course. You wouldn't happen to have a a, a, a pot of tea somewhere in there, would you? Uh, I, you know what? No, no, That's... wine's fine. Okay. Let's do it. We okay. got it. It's, it's, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, he pours you a small glass of wine. Um, it's quite good, actually. It's it's uh, a variety you've never tasted before. He tells you it's a local local variety. They grow a lot of wines around here. 
and it's it's quite good. So yeah, he that says like, "What's your what's your name, friend?" Uh, I believe I said my name was Fallon, and uh, what's uh, what's uh, what's yours? Uh, I haven't decided on a name yet. <laughs> well, I haven't decided on a name yet. That's uh, that's quite the interesting thing. Anyways, you get one NPC you can name new fan. Just what? one. <laughs> Why new? No fan? use for a name. Oh, no use for a name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name's uh, Lurlan Balin. So Lurlan. I'm gonna call you Lou because I'm terrible with names. So Lou, I- uh, all right, Fallon, that's fine. So yeah, I I'm the, a tax collector here. I go around to the various estates and temples and collect money. And I'll tell you, it was a strange day. I walked into the temple of Phrasma. They still had their horses in their stalls. Uh, the the doors were wide open, and I and there was not a soul to be found in the whole place. I searched it from top to bottom. From top to bottom, and not a soul. Yeah. What it a- seems like they even left their food on their plates on the t- table. It, it made no sense to me. And no, no sign of disarray or or injury. No, nothing. No signs of for century. No signs of a scuffle. It's like they just stood up from the table and walked out. No one's seen or heard from them since, as far as I know. I, I assume the temple was caring for some of the sick. Is, is were they? Well, as I well? mean, for, they don't usually care for the sick. They care for the dead and. <laughs> Uh, there were were some bodies there that were being it seemed like they were being attended to, and again, just the preparations were halted. The embalming was incomplete. It seemed like they had just packed up shortly before I arrived. It seemed like they just were gone. There's embers burning in the fire. It was that's, that's bloody strange, and no no hints of rumors or anything in the city afterwards. Nothing. I mean, the rumor mill started. Some people said that they were snatched by demons. Others said that uh, they just got sick of the monastic life and decided to leave as a group, as a, some sort of protest against the church. But we we simply don't know. They've literally never been seen since. And and who is in charge of actually selling the property? Is that you as well? Well, the the Lord High Commander. I mean, she was made aware of the situation as soon as it happened. It's a it's a, a problem to have such a large temple unguarded. Uh, so immediately we had guards posted, but we were worried about looters and thieves. There's a lot of valuables in there. So all of the, the, all of the material and all the temple offerings were, uh, confiscated. But would, would you happen to have any of those still? I believe that's, it's all in safekeeping in the city vaults. As far as I know, I, I think some of it was auctioned off, but a lot of the specific uh, religious items was kept. I think there was a fear that Phrasma would be displeased if we just auctioned off holy relics. I'm actually curious if you would know this. Um, were there any personal journals found? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go look through some some files and stuff. Do you think Do you think we could do that right now? Uh not right now. I've I've I'll have to get back to my works. But I mean, come back in a maybe a few days, maybe a week or so, I might have some more information for you. I don't, don't suppose I could go poke around in there. I promise not to take anything. No, no, that's, that's a highly, uh, highly irregular. I would, couldn't allow that. I, oh, no. come on, please. No, 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 simply couldn't do it. Give me, um, give me, mm-hmm. d- give me a diplomacy check. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Six. Yes, there's no way he's going to let you poke around in that stuff. Damn. 
Well, if you if you do happen to go down and search, uh, I'd be happy to get a hold of even a journal just for like an hour. It would be. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll get a chance. Just come back in a week or so, and I'll I'll let you know what I found. Um, we'll see. I will make pleasantries until I feel it's time to go find Kierkegaard. Okay, so you finish the the wine, go off and find Kierkegaard. Um, his his avenue of uh truth finding is wasn't as, wasn't as fruitful either. He's he says he found another couple of things with Rasmir. He thinks he thinks like he's kind of like he really hit a wall when he ta- was talking to the official that he was dealing with. He's trying to talk to one of the city, like tell him to hide from the city guards, and like he's just he thinks that there's something else going on here. He's not sure like why that person wouldn't talk to him about Rasmir. So like, he's really on edge. So he says like, let's, let's go back and we'll, we'll find Bert and, and Lo- Solomon and see what they've found out. Do, uh, does Bert and Solomon want to do anything else? Or are we going to, I don't think so. I think we've got on what we can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, you all merge up. You guys, uh, talk about what you all found out. What do you guys, do you guys want to say anything specific to Kierkegaard? Do you have any ideas of what you guys want to do next? Um, Star of the Temple. No. Kirk, Kirk, I think I think we might need to do some infiltration here. The the Rasmirian Temple has uh, initiations every week or so, and I think that's where we're going to get our answers because no one knows anything. <laughs> I can't tell you how. Obviously, you can't. I, 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 I can't tell you how happy that makes me. I, uh, I mean, I didn't, I mean, that's, are you sure you want to go that deep into this? I know, like, your contract was only to bring me here. Oh, we'll need to be paid. We'll, we'll get a new contract. Oh, of course. I, of course, I, of course I can pay you. I, I, yeah, we, we, you will be, uh, properly compensated by, by all means. Well, it may not be gold. Let's just keep the contract open ended for now. Oh, uh, by all means. I, I appreciate all the help that you guys are willing to give. In You'll this have situation, that building full of bodies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you guys want to infiltrate the the cult? I think that's what we're going to have to do. That yeah, sounds like that. Okay, I think thing. that's where we're headed. Though, okay. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot. What's your guy's name, Connor? Kurt. Oh, Bert. Bert. But I think Bert. you might be a little. Um, I think the word I'm looking for is auspicious. Is that the word? Myself? I'm yes. You. I think I will be the most suited. Really? Yes. You want to tell me that? Do I get the nuance of what uh, a dread gnome is? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, what a dread gnome. yeah, okay. possibly. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you are a particular type of gnome in a world that doesn't that people will take note of you. You don't have access to magic, do you? Nope. <laughs> Can you see auras? No. At least not yet. Let me see if I have anything I can do here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite sure our half-orc friend here is, is going to be quite as, you know, undercover as well. Like. I I believe that they will take to me more easily than they will take to Solomon here. Well, yes, you, you both... I can almost assure that to be the case, especially from what I've been hearing. They, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to... I'm not gonna, I won't gel as uh, as easily as I might hope with uh, with these folks. With most folks, Solomon, with most folks. Uh, I I do also think we should ditch our tablets. They are a bit of a dead giveaway. Oh, absolutely. I take mine off right at that moment. Yes. 
Yeah, so Kierkegaard can hold all that. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to ditch in the meantime? No. Like, you guys are no. just just ditching that. Okay. So yeah. he he'll take your taverns. Do you guys want? Do you guys think you need disguises? Do you want to get different clothes? I mean, like, I don't think we would have been in their view long enough for them to. And like, honestly, they might have only seen your orange taverns. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They might not have yeah. taken note that you were an alpha. Uh, half work in a gnome. And especially when and you then, mentioned that this place is kind of melting potty. Yeah. Yeah. And like, as long as you guys don't arrive all together that the night of, maybe if you guys stagger in, yeah. pretend that you don't know each other, stagger in over a little bit. And... Yeah, I think that's, a, that's doable. All right. So we're agreed. We'll meet back here. Do you think you'll be able to slip away from the cult after about a week or so of infiltration? Oh, Probably more than likely, yeah. Okay, so let's let's say let's meet back here. I'll start coming here uh, every night, every after f- the next five or six days. I'll continue my investigation on this side, and uh, you infiltrate the cult and see what happened. Agreed. Agreed. Seems like a plan there. Okay. He gives you each like ten gold right now, so that you guys can. He, he recommends that you all split up and don't spend the nights in the same places. And you, you guys make a plan to meet up at the where the initiation happens. Yeah, we split the party again. Yeah. Yeah. Permanently this time. Forever. Cool. <laughs> all right. All right. Next week, you join a cult.